Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch radio show on 96.1 FM KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard. Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Thank you all again for joining us this morning, and um, we're excited to have you here. And my dear friend, Ralph Martinez with the New Mexico Livestock Board is here this morning, and it's fall, which means shipping season for those of us that are that are here and in the cattle business or the sheep business, but um, there's also rules and regulations and lots of things relevant to any of us that own livestock, own horses, or have neighbors who do, because sometimes... Um, cattle get out and, and uh, certainly not mine. I think I had a calf out this morning, Ralph. Um, so welcome, Ralph. Thanks thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sage. Good morning, everybody. And, and so again, Ralph is the New Mexico Livestock Board um, Livestock Inspector for our area. And um, the New Mexico Livestock Board is actually the oldest law enforcement agency in the state of New Mexico, reaching back to before New Mexico um, was actually even a state. Um, And so Ralph is familiar growing up in a ranching family and in the area, but also is going to visit with us about those laws. So Ralph, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself this morning? Okay, um, I was born in uh, in, uh, Canelon and raised in Canelon. And I've been with the Livestock Board probably six years now. been certified for five. And uh, I, I enjoy this job. I really do. I meet get to meet a lot of producers and like you guys, the Faulkners, they, are, they, they produce really well, really good cattle. Um, so that's pretty much my where I started about five years ago, six years ago. Well, good. Well, we're really glad to have you here, and, and um, hopefully um, folks know how to reach you, but you guys have a website that mm-hmm. lists all the, the inspectors, and we're going to go over some of the rules and regulations this morning so that hopefully we can just clarify any issues folks have, go over some of the things that sometimes some of us need to be reminded to do. Um, so let's talk a little bit about current rules and regulations. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start on the horses. Uh, you uh, most of the time when people buy a horse uh, and they're bringing it out from out of state, then you got to get a uh, Coggins test and uh, health certificate, a health cert. We call it a health cert. Or even if they're going to sell it to Colorado, if they want to take a horse to the sale barn in Colorado, they got to do the same. They got to have the health cert and the and the Coggins. Um, now, if you're taking a horse like to Belen or to another uh, thing, you don't have to have the Coggins current Coggins, but you can go ahead and take them. Um, the other thing is the uh, we have form, uh, form ones like for cattle uh, anywhere. If you're going to get go out within uh, the district, uh, let's say to even to to a butcher like in El Rito or uh, let's say Albuquerque, you got to get a uh, form one inspection of your cattle just to prove that it is your cattle. Or if you did have the bill of sale within within 30 days, you can take the with a bill of sale. Sounds good. Yeah. And and so these rules and regulations, they're not meant to hinder anybody. They're really genuinely there to um, 
to help the producers of livestock in New Mexico. And, and unfortunately, once in a while, we have livestock theft yes. and, and um, health More issues. More than what people know. It, it, yeah. It, it does happen. It's, it's a scary thought. And, and, you know, we all like to think that everybody's honest, but that's not necessarily the case. No. And then there, there could be cases where people make mistakes. And mm-hmm. so we lean back on the brand laws and working with agencies like you guys so that we can protect our livestock and our investments. Um, and I think it, you know, sometimes people feel like, well, this is a challenge. This yes. is a, a waste of my time, but it is truly there to protect those of us in this industry. Yes. So another thing, Sage, I wanted to mention is um, if you have horses um, and you're going to be traveling on down the road with them quite a bit, you've got to get what we call the permanent hauling papers, the form 1H. A lot of the high school kids that are rodeoed or uh, you know, people that are team roping and stuff, that is a, you need to have those because if you get pulled over and you don't have no proof of ownership, you can get a ticket, a citation, and you'll end up going to court for that. And it's just make sure you just get up to date on that. And it's pretty easy to do. You yeah. guys come, you set schedule an appointment, you come, you take your pictures, and mm-hmm. then that gives the, the livestock owner, that horse owner, that record of proof. And, and that's a valuable thing to have. Um, and just make sure you have uh, proof of ownership when you ask the uh, inspector because I've showed up to, to inspections and they don't have a bill of sale or, or they don't have anything to prove that it's their horse so it's, it can be, get a little you know, crazy on that. So yeah, just make sure you have a, something to prove that it is your horse. Perfect. And, and so that's easy enough to do if you bought it at a sale barn, yeah. then you've got that um, mm-hmm. invoice or bill of sale if you bought from a breeder. Um, it's especially easy on, on the papered and registered yep. horses because then you've got that transfer. Um, but there's definitely ways to do it. And um, another aspect of that is is to protect um, for health reasons, right? Mm-hmm. We, yes. we deal regularly in this state with vesicular stomatitis, yeah. yep. um, which isn't necessarily a lethal disease in horses, but it is hard on horses. Yes, we it caught it several years ago. All of our horses got it. And it was really tough watching those poor guys not wanting to eat. They had, you know, those blisters they and big swelling stuff. They, they lose they weight. <laughs> yeah. And so that's another place where if there's an outbreak, then you guys stay on top of that and you let folks know. Um, but, but a lot of these hauling papers are to verify that my horse is healthy. And the Coggins test is mm-hmm. an example of that. You have to draw blood every year that, that you do those. Um, but once in a while, you'll hear about more, it seems like to me, Ralph, in the racetrack industry, where yes. somebody will have a horse that um, tests positive for Coggins and they'll try and get them out of the country or they'll get them to a state where they're not paying attention to that. And any horse that horse can, can come in contact with could get it. And that is a fatal yes. disease, right? Yep. And I've only seen that once in my uh, five years, six years that I've been here. So, but I've seen it. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. It's so it's, so again, you know, if, if maybe you're new to livestock own ownership or, and, and maybe you've been in it a long time, but you haven't seen those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Just, just remember that um, this agency is here as a resource um, for all of us. And, and I certainly appreciate there's, there's times even, you know, we've been shipping cattle um, for 20 years now. And, and there's times when even I forget, oh gosh, what, you know, what do I need to do? So I can call um, the inspector. I call Ralph and I, I say, Ralph, and you know, this is my question. And he answers it right away or, or points me in the right direction if it's something that needs to go to a supervisor. And um, the, the agency has a board of producers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our very own in this area is Molly Monsonatas. She's on that board. And we've also got Tony Casados. Um, and so we're, we're represented from both the inspection and law enforcement side of it, but also on that board 
um, of producers that oversees it and, and gives them the direction of where producers need support. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit of, are there any concerns right now, health concerns or anything? Is there any theft issues or missing livestock things? Um, there's always, not really much up here that I know, but I know down south, uh, we got some uh, special investigators for the livestock board now. I think there's two of them, and they do deal with all the the thefts. Uh, and um, and I'm not sure exactly on the count on those because I don't really put up, I just right. do inspections. But yeah, we, uh, one big concern that we have is still the trichomoniasis. Uh, it's still way, uh, statewide that we're still concerned about that and TB in the east side of the state. Okay. Right and so let's talk trick a little bit. So that's for the cattle producers out there. And that is um, a really rough disease, a, a, an STD, a sexually transmitted mm -hmm. disease that the bulls can get it from from cows and the cows if they get it from a bull they generally abort calves mm -hmm. um, so where where you see maybe somebody has um, you know 20 head of cows and they come back and they only have three or four calves yep. um, there's a real good likelihood something, that they had going on they have something major going on and it could be trick is mm -hmm. what we call it um, in in the industry and so the livestock board is um, at this point um, bulls need to be tested if yes. they're in any type of a setting where they're communal bulls, if they're a forest allotment, a BLM allotment. Um, the only way they don't need to be tested, Sage, and I think you know this, is uh, if they're in run private land. Right. But once that uh, bull crosses over and, uh, and uh, jumps to another herd, and the, let's say the other owner finds out that this bull doesn't have a trick tag on it, you know what's going on, then we have to make sure that the owner of the bull quarantines the bull and gets it tested and wait till the results to get back and then we can release the bull right and and i will say it's it's northern new mexico there's a lot of elk there's a lot of deer yes. and fences get knocked down easily yes. um and so i know for us um we trick test even though we might necessarily be in a private closed herd situation um, we still test annually and and anytime our vet suggests it because um, it's kind of like an insurance yes. for us because mm -hmm. that if, if we were in a position to um, come back with a calf crop of 40%, that would, that would be devastating yes. um, for us and our small herd. And I'm sure most producers in the area um, would feel the same way. It's, you know, our, our cow herd is um, an opportunity for us to share this way of life with our children, mm -hmm. part of the agricultural community, but it also has to make some dollars and cents that way right yes, yes, so so trick is always a concern for us as producers and and i can say i really appreciate um the position the livestock board is taking in um assuring that all producers are managing their cattle for for trick um we know a family that got into a trick situation where a bull came in and by the time the the livestock board got involved and um they had to test all of their cattle they had to get rid of the positive cattle they had to replace cattle it was a huge loss yes. for them it, it was devastating yes it is it is and, and the livestock board has been doing a really good job at controlling it i haven't heard anything lately up up north have you i haven't at all and i'm yeah. really tickled to hear yeah. that I, yeah. I think that means everybody's um, doing their part and if we're all trick testing and and staying on top yeah. of it then we're we're doing good as an industry and that's certainly a place um, where it's important let's touch brace, bases briefly on the tb that you mentioned mm -hmm. that's not really up in our area it's it's, it's more down uh east I think like the Clovis area and stuff like that that's going on with the cattle down there. I'm not sure exactly what. Okay. I just know that I, I hear about it in the meetings. That right. Having to do a lot of, uh, in fact, they send a lot of the inspectors out there to the dairy uh, farm so they can help them out uh, doing all the 
testing and testing and, yeah. and that's another one um new mexico is a tb free state yes. and so if if that does come in it, it can challenge that um we can do areas or zones mm-hmm. um but it's another um disease that that can be really devastating and if and correct Rosal me if i'm wrong clovis? I'm not, I'm sorry, i think but clovis but it's more on the dairy side yes, right there's yes. there's some some dairy yes. um commonalities there and so just just things to stay on track with um and if you have questions um you know the the new mexico livestock board has a website and they stay really up to date on it i can go jump on there and, and look at stuff yes um, you guys have a Facebook page too, so sometimes the estrays or cattle that mm-hmm. um, show up missing or horses that are yeah. missing can be as listed so, on there. As soon as uh, we get a call about a missing horse or or a couple, you know, some cattle missing, we we put it on, up on the website right away. So right, if you're missing out and you do need, you know, call one of the ins- local inspectors and he'll put it up for you. Uh, so so very handy um, resources <clears throat> for us. And um, again, that, you know, that responsibility really does fall back to the producers and the livestock owners in the state. Um, and, and this agency was started by producers, yes. right? It, it was the Cattle Sanitary Board. To Cattle begin Sanitary with, right? Board, so it was called, uh, they, 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 I guess they hired a, a handful of law enforcement and it's, that's, it started and, since then. And here we are, and, yeah. and we've had a need for it all of these years. Um, so I know, I know for us, we're really glad to have um, have the resource there. Um, so I, th- I think let's let's talk a little bit about technology. So one of the things that I hear as a producer is that oh well, brands are outdated. Mm-hmm. And while that that sounds like the case because branding has been around for at least 400 years in this area, it's it's a a, a tool that helps identify ownership. Um, some of the things like the electronic IDs don't yes. always work. And then what do you do? Yep. If you don't have an actual record that proves ownership, it which, ownership. so again, in horses, that's probably pretty easy to do. In animal, in livestock, where they're still considered a commodity, mm-hmm. that's pretty hard to do, isn't yes, it? Ma'am. So it? So it falls back to um, the, the best way to um, take care of those animals. And, and this is a, a, a quick way to ensure that that ownership is identifiable um, down the road. And, and so some people have a little bit of heartache with that, and I can certainly understand and appreciate that. Um, I will tell you that all the ranchers I know that brand um, do it in a, in a way that is as quick and, and harmless as possible yes. for their herds. Yes. And so that um, becomes really the, the tool that works the best. And I'm, I'm sure there's t- technology changes that will continue and, and we may get away from that at some point, but right now that really is still the that's, best that's way. That's the best way, I agree with you. Also, we uh, just really quick, we do also have the chip readers. I don't know if you heard about that, I have. the wand. Yeah, that works really well too, because you can control diseases with that and like and, and if you, ch- you chip your animal, uh, you can also control the, the tracking of your animal. Right. So that really works really, really well. Yeah. It's and, a good and tool to have. We used to see a lot of, um, in the racetrack industry, and I think they still do it, lip tattoos. Yes, and do. And they, they still do that. We mm-hmm. see on the Mustangs, they'll do yep, a, the neck. tattoo on the uh, a freeze brand on their neck for uh-huh. an identifiable um, format. But there's certainly, so for anybody that feels like um, the industry is outdated, there are places like these chip readers where mm-hmm. you guys are working and staying on top of the technology to do the best you can for the animals in that industry, right? It, yes, ma'am. Well, that's that's really good. So, um, what closing thoughts do you have? What what other rules and regulations do we need to visit about? Uh, just 
just make sure that, like I said, on the, on the, our main thing is to control disease and prove that uh, we need proof of ownership, uh, provide owner, uh, excuse me, uh, prove the ownership of your animals and your cattle right. and your horses. Um, just just remember, uh, if you have any questions, you know, be, feel free to call me and or Donald Maesta is up in uh, Española area. Uh, we're the inspectors for this area in Santa Fe. But uh, yeah, any any other concerns that anybody has, that's give us a call. We're willing to help. Sounds good. Well, I know I sure utilize you guys a lot, and I appreciate yes. everything you do. So let's talk real quick. One of the things that happens this, this time of year, cattle are coming mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. um, what should people do if they see a cow on the side of the road? Because there's different places. There's places where we do have open, open range, range. Yep. and so they don't need to call you if that's the case. Most people won't even know if it's open range or not. I've had, uh, I think there's one place up in by Abiquiu Dam, and then up here in Los Brazos. Um, and then people have called me on that, and I'm like, if it, well, if you give me the mile marker, I can tell you if it's open range or not. Right. So, yes, yeah, what we do. But if you do see a, uh, some cattle on the road, just uh, give, you can either give dispatch a call, state police dispatch. They usually call us out. That's probably, probably the easiest. Unless you have my number, you can look, look it up on the website. Um, but, yeah, no, and just give us a call, and we'll head out. Usually the state police and the sheriffs beat us to it, and they are really, really good at helping out. So um, I'm going to give everybody the state police dispatch number. And that number for dispatch for state police is 505-753-2277. And that's the dispatch number. That's not 911. So um, you don't need to call 911 unless you've actually hit a cow or there's an, an emergency there. But for dispatch, um, that 753-2277 number, and, and they can send out whoever yes. they need and so they so if you do call dispatch um like ralph was talking that that mile marker number and highway number is um is comes in really handy it's and very, i know it's very easy for us to find it that way i'm terrible about highway numbers so a lot of times i have to think about it if, if there's cattle out i'll be like okay you know what what road am i actually on because i drive the same roads <laughs> well, but the i don't know the i gotta go back to my phone and look at it <laughs> <laughs> so so if you see cattle out and, and you're concerned about it um call dispatch Try and know your mile marker number and, and the highway or the road that you're on. Um, those things come in handy. And then um, let's visit real briefly. New Mexico is a fence-out state, yes, right? Yes. And so what that means is if, if um, you don't want somebody's livestock on your property, property. your private property, which um, you certainly get to make those decisions, you do have to be able to show that you've made the effort and you've followed the fence-out rules, yes, right? Yes, so you have to have a four-strand barbed wire fence around your property uh, gates closed or cattle guard to keep animals out if you don't want animals out in your property right yep. and 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 i will say as a cattle owner um i i greatly appreciate that um, i also know um from owning cattle that cattle sometimes will wander and and those things happen and and it's gen i would say for the most part it's just easier to deal directly with the cattle owner if mm -hmm. if you happen to know who it is um, and maintain that neighborliness because you never know it may be your animals that get out at yes. some point or your your animals that um, are going through fencing and elk and deer can tear up fencing exactly cattle can say. tear up fencing yeah. Um, so let's, so, so we're shipping, it's the time of year when, when a lot of our animals go to market. And so folks, for those of you, um, in the area, you'll, you will probably be seeing more trucks and trailers. And so just a friendly reminder, um, give them a little bit of leeway. If, if people are trailing cattle yes. or sheep down off the mountain, 
um, don't go blazing through there with your horns blowing. Yeah. Give, give them a little bit of um, leeway and, and respect as that's part of our culture in this area. Um, we're certainly tied to, to raising livestock. And um, with that, I think we'll jump over to market reports here in a minute. But Ralph, I'll turn it back to you. Do, if you have any last minute stuff you want to yeah, go over. One thing I wanted to say is that now, especially now for shipping season, I'm, I get really busy. Sometimes I'm working six, seven days a week. Um, you know, and we also have deputy, uh, our deputy Milner Monsonatis and, uh, he's, he's a really good help, a really big, big help for us. Uh, we keep him, we try to keep him as busy as we can because we, we, if not, we'd be swamped. And now that we got our, uh, our supervisor retiring, uh, it's going to be pretty, <laughs> you guys are going to be really, gonna be busy. really, really swamped. So, so that's a, a, as a so courtesy. Just give us really quick, just really quick. I just want to say if you guys do need something give us at least two or three days in advance because now for shipping season it's usually just a 24-hour notice but now give us a couple a couple days in advance so we can schedule you guys absolutely and and that's um that would certainly be the case with with anything else if you were trying to get an inspector in to inspect yes. your home or something like that you you've got to got to work with them and so um the new mexico livestock board has a website you can always find out who um is available and who's who's in your area if maybe you're listening from outside of the area um and again a, a big thanks to ralph and all you do for our industry here in northern new mexico thank you for coming on the radio show thank you sage i really appreciate that